You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade. Joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we are two writers who got our start at San Diego Sports Domination, San Diego's top sports blog, where we've been covering the Chargers for over six seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show, Chargers Domination Live. I also write for the LA Football Network covering the team, and this is our fourth season as the host of the Locked On Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. What's up, guys? Well, on today's show, we have a little bit of an audible. I know yesterday, the last thing I said was we were doing Twitter Tuesday today, which would make a lot of sense because it is Tuesday and all, but I didn't know we'd be getting so much from Chargers OTAs today from Brandon Staley, Keenan Allen, and Derwin James. So on today's show, we are going to focus on that because we got a lot of good content from those guys, and we haven't got to hear from, you know, Keenan Allen and Derwin James very much. And as we all know, it's a pleasure to listen to Brandon Staley talk, and he had some more to say about Justin Herbert, Michael Davis, and just a lot of what was going on at training camp with the turnout and all of those things. So we'll start with Keenan Allen. He have always brings the personality, you know. And then in the second segment, we'll talk about Derwin James, him getting cleared to participate. Just seeing him out there, right, was just so good to see his energy and all of that and just how he's approaching his rehab and much more from him. And then to wrap up the show, we'll finish with the head ball coach, Brandon Staley, and get into and get into Justin Herbert and much more. But before we get into that, I will tell you guys that if you need an all-around NFL podcast, there's only one to go to, and that is the Peacock and Williamson podcast. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson break down the entire NFL in a daily bite-sized format so you guys can keep up with everything going around, everything going on around the league, and you can find it wherever you get your podcast from. But Let's start with Keenan Allen, David. And first of all, it was just great to see the guys back on the field again. And we'll talk about the great turnout that the Chargers got at their, you know, optional camp, which we've seen so many teams around the league have their players come out and, you know, prepare statements to say that they're not going to do it just because they learned last year they can do so much of it virtually. Didn't seem to be the case. The stars were out for the Chargers. Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen, Derwin James, a lot of guys were there on Monday and Keenan Allen, I always like to start with just because he is never afraid of what he is going to say never. for the most part. And hearing him talk about, you know, Justin Herbert and some of the things he saw from him and also just saying that he and Justin Herbert golfed a lot during the offseason. And we know Justin Herbert likes to golf. He's done some outings and some sponsorships and things like that. But it is just great to see these two guys, you know, even in the offseason becoming friends, you know, and just hanging out more and more getting more connected and building off what was already such a ridiculous chemistry that they had in year one. Yeah, I mean, I think you saw it a lot with the off-script plays with Justin and Keenan Allen last year, and I think that got better and better throughout the season. And to hear that they've been hanging out and they've, they've been trying to foster that relationship and really create that bond and that chemistry between his quarterback and himself being the number one wide, wide receiver on this Chargers team, I mean, just you got to love to see it. It's encouraging, and hopefully – all those outings turn into better chemistry on the football field this season. And you just have to think that there's probably a small part of Keenan Allen that's like, I need to keep these targets up. I was targeted so much last year. Now I'm getting, you know, a guy who worked with Michael Thomas and his bazillion targets per game. So you definitely got to stay in with Justin Herbert because he's throwing you the football. But like, hey, all Justin, jokes aside. Don't forget me. 
Just remember, I'm going to be open a lot, and you need to throw me the ball. <laughs> he's 7-11 because he's always open. But I also liked what he had to say about Brandon Staley, too, just saying, you know, I feel good about Coach Staley. I feel like he knows the game well, and I love the way he talks. And I think that is something that we can all get behind, right? And we'll get into mm-hmm. some more of that later. But for Keenan Allen, you know, to be this long in the NFL, still getting out to OTA, still being excited and hungry, you know, to learn new offenses and things like that, especially in a season with a new coach, I think is impressive. Andy talked about the new offense a little bit and said, it's kind of the same. We have had just different terminology. I think it'll be better. We will play more freely. And I think that is something we can get behind, right? Whether or not he's getting Michael Thomas targets, Keenan Allen is a freestyle type of player. And I know yeah. he feels like he could probably do more than he was able to do last year. And we'll talk about some of that. But I do think that you have to hope this offense is better. You have to hope it flows a little bit more freely. And when I think about that, I think about runs up the middle on third and one, right? Runs yeah. up the middle on second and one, running on early downs. I think that will be a big difference in this offense, and maybe he's alluding to some of that because with the Chargers before, it didn't seem free at times because it seemed once they got in certain situations, there was something they had to go to. Yes, they're forcing the ball up the middle. So I think this comment at least leads to a little bit of hope, just that it won't be so forced. They won't be trying to run the same things and run their head into a wall because they'll be trying to do different things and a less forced approach. Yeah, and I think that's only going to help this offense and help Keenan Allen. I mean, you said he's more of a freestyle player. I really uh, really agree with that. I think Keenan Allen's at his best when he can do what he feels is going to get him open the most and, you know, use his quickness and use, you know, use his great uh, route running ability. I mean, when he has the freedom to kind of, you know, change his route or, or get open and find a soft spot, I think that's when Keenan is at his best. And we all know that this offense is going to utilize a lot of different personnel groupings. And maybe that means scheming Keenan Allen open on certain plays with those uh, groupings. Uh, I'd love to see that, that going forward this year. I mean, Keenan manufactures so much, right? I mean, so much of him getting separation. And all of those things are just about deceit, the way he's setting up defensive backs and those things. But it doesn't hurt to have a few things set up for you, right? And I think he was forced as well in the offense a little bit last year, you know, where you have the play actions coming back to him behind the line of scrimmage and things like that. And I think part of what that did was didn't really give him the season he wanted to have or the season he felt like he probably could have had. Averaging under 10 yards per catch. I mean, he's never been the 20 yards per catch guy like Mike Williams has, but you would think that it would be more than what it was, especially with 100 catches, to not get over 1,000 yards. I feel like he is coming back with as much as you know he's been doubted and his injuries have been brought up in the past. It seems like he's coming back with the chip on his shoulder still. You could tell, David, oh, yeah. we were talking about you know his back and forth with Ryan Clark and just never being afraid to mix it up. Last year, we were talking about him and Mike Evans going back and forth, right? So he always keeps that chip on his shoulder, and you know, Finishing just short in 2020 is going to propel him to want to do even greater things in 2021. Well, even after getting the big contract, Keenan Allen's coming, showing up at OTAs, showing that he wants to get better. And yes, I absolutely agree with you that he has a chip on his shoulder. It's very evident in his correspondence on Twitter. I mean, not even being mentioned. And yeah, I mean, within the parameters of that question from Ryan Clark, he specifically said these select wide receivers. But even that, Keenan Allen felt slighted. And it's for good reason. Keenan Allen caught more first downs than anyone in the NFL last year, which with around 20 
28. So he thinks that he should be included. He knows that he didn't have the year that he is used to having. I mean, one of the first times he went under a thousand receiving yards in the last five seasons. So I believe that Keenan Allen's excited for this offense. Uh, he's got to hope he gets Michael Thomas targets, but either way, I think he's going to come out firing and he's going to want to have a really strong season and show everybody that you should not doubt or sleep on Keenan Allen. Well, and one of the ways he showed that last year, like you had told me before, is you know he had eight touchdowns, right? So mm-hmm. that was a part of his game that did improve. He was used a little bit better in the red zone, and I think it's just combining all of those aspects. But yeah, giving a little more context, yeah, Ryan Clark didn't put him as an option as, you know, who would you go to on third down if you had to? Keenan Allen wasn't listed. He took exception. The back and forth ensued, but you know he takes these things personally, right? And, of course, he's one of the best third-down receivers that there is in the NFL. You know, maybe the best as far as a guy that can get open when you need him to. And we've seen him come through in those situations so many times that, obviously, our perspective on it is a little bit flawed because (laughs) we just have seen it over and over and over again. No matter who the quarterback is, no matter who the coaching staff is, he's always come through, but he can be used better. And I think he's going to come back and try to put up even crazier numbers this season but we do have two more segments to get into because we had two more very informative press conferences that we got on monday from the chargers ota so in the next segment we'll be getting into derwin james and all of his excitement about being back on the field and much more coming up right after this but first i need to tell you guys that the official betting sponsor of the locked on chargers podcast is betonline.ag i don't know if you guys have been watching these hockey and basketball playoffs but they have been insane i mean If you were looking for action and a good time to get in on the action, now is the time. So many close games, so many good bets with betonline.ag. A lot of the overs coming in lately for them, especially on these basketball games that you might not expect. So right now, get off the sidelines and get in on the game with betonline.ag. And if you like only football, there's a ton of NFL future bets on there as well. You're not going to find better odds out there than you will with betonline.ag. And there's a few Chargers-centric ones that you guys can go pick on right now. But if you guys head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today, you can receive a free 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. They're literally just going to give you money on your first deposit with the promo code locked on. All caps, one word, at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. I also need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar in the world. And of course, I am talking about Built Bars. Built Bars have nine amazing flavors to choose from, and that's one of my favorite parts about it is just the variety. I know my fiance loves it too because she has stolen so many Built Bars from me. Another thing I love about it is just that they always spice things up. There's limited time flavors coming out all the time. You can always get some new things to try, and so it doesn't get stale, you can buy a mixed box that comes with two of every flavor so you guys can keep switching it up, and they're all delicious, most importantly, because if they're not You're not going to eat them no matter how good they are for you, but they pretty much fit on any diet, whether it's keto or whatever diet you're on. Built Bars are great for them. They're all low sugar, low carb, high in fiber, and high in protein. And right now, we can even save you guys a little bit of money on them. Because you listen to this podcast, you can go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your first order. That's promo code LOCKED15, all caps, one word for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. All right, David, well, let's get into Derwin James and his press conference on Monday and just talk about how good it was to see him back on the field. Welcome back, DJ. It's just infectious, right? I mean, even the Chargers social media, Megan put out a post who's the social media girl for the Chargers, 
just you know him walking onto the field and he's wearing like a crop top looking absolutely shredded i mean he doesn't <laughs> even need a shirt to be out there for us to know who that is when he gets on the field because as brandon staley also said you hear him too right you're not just seeing him and how impressive he is you're hearing him everywhere and he has finally been fully cleared to participate in these practices david which is just such a huge step in his comeback because when he's out there you just feel it right and it just felt a lot better with derwin james out on the field on monday oh man did it ever i mean just seeing the seeing that guy back on the football field where we all know he belongs where we know he's a natural leader where he we know that he is a dog a guy who can impact the game at so many different levels i mean brandon stelly called him a multiplier and i think there's no better way to describe derwin james it's just his ability to do so many things on the field and make everyone around him a better player absolutely and he was asked about you know how he is such a good leader pretty much and he just says that he tries to be himself he's not trying to be a leader but he does try to encourage motivate and build people up around him but he also talked about the fact that it's a reciprocal thing right he can't give that good energy unless guys are kind of bouncing that off of him too so I think he kind of brings that for a lot of players he can kind of bring them up and I think there's some other good players on the Chargers too that keep him going right so I think you just feel it when he's out there and he said that this year was a little bit different. They were, he was asked what the vibe kind of was compared to last year, and it seemed like he was going to say that they weren't focused last he year. He almost slipped up, man. He almost did, but what he said was, in years past, guys are, and then he stopped. Not that we weren't focused in the past, but it just feels <laughs> different. We're locked in. We're honing in on the little details. We're still trying to get to gel and trying to figure out where everybody is going to be. We're learning every day. If we learn We'll be where we want to be when the time comes to play football. But that is something we're excited about is just the fine details that Brandon Staley loves so much to talk about and so much to focus in on for these guys to be out here already kind of getting into that. But going back to the injury, he got a lot of questions about it. It seemed like he was getting a little annoyed at one point. And I I get it because he's trying to put it in his rear view, right? I mean, he knows exactly how long he missed. But it was kind of cool to hear him talking about how, you know, playing Madden, it actually kind of, you know, kept him going and really kept him involved in the game and just learning things that way and just staying sharp and not really being able. And even though he wasn't on the field, still learning and still growing as a player. Yeah, I mean, I think it was a good refuge for Derwin James to be able to to do that. I mean, to enjoy something that he loves playing Madden. And if you saw any of those matchups, Derwin James was handing out ass whoopings to everyone fellow players and celebrities alike it did not matter he did not discriminate he was beating people up and it was definitely entertaining and I like I said I know it was really important for him to do something to kind of still be around the game of football I mean it's got to be so demoralizing for him to miss pretty much the last two seasons I mean he's been hurt and he hasn't been able to do what he loves which is to go out there and play the game so this was his way to stay around the game it definitely, I think, helped keep his morale up, and now um, he's ready to go. I mean, he feels good. He's uh, he's strong. He said that he still stayed in the game mentally, and, and he also said that the game has really slowed down for him. He just hasn't been able to go out there and show everybody, but I know he's excited to do that. And, of course, when Derwin James gets back on the field, the first inclination you have is just to take him off of the field and protect <laughs> him and put him in a bubble so that he can never get hurt, but... After talking about, you know, so much focusing on the rehab and feeling as strong as he is, he was kept he kept getting peppered about, you know, are you going to take it easy? Are you going to do all these things? And finally, it just seemed like he was like, 
I'm a football player. And the other thing he was preaching was, I need this practice. Like, I can't just sit out until the season starts. I need to mentally be out there, get all of these reps because you can't replicate replicate these things on Zoom. So as much as, you know, everyone wants him to, you know, take it easy and ease his way back in, at the end of the day, he is a football player. And there's better ways to go about it. But at the same time, he needs all of those reps to be able to be this special player that we know he can be. Yeah, I mean, he's missed a lot of time. And, you know, with a new system, a new coach, I mean, there's a lot to learn. There's a lot to get in there. And, I mean, you can read about the game. You can watch a lot of tape. But, I mean, a lot of guys have to go out there and do it. I mean, they have to get that muscle memory. They have to go out there and repeat that and feel comfortable about it. He's like, hey, I got to go out there and envision the tackle. I got to go put myself in position to make the tackle. I need all that stuff to make sure that I'm sharp and I feel ready to go out there and execute it on game day. Yeah, exactly. And he also touched a little bit just on Asante Samuel Jr. being there. He seemed really excited about that. Yeah, he talked about how weird it was, you know, that he's the old dude. For these guys like him and Trey McKitty and also Gabe Neighbors. He's, he's like, like the 24. old Florida State <laughs> alum. Yeah, and he's 24 years old. He also talked about Nazir Adderley and just that they're going to do some special things together, but it's going to have so much to do with them relying on each other with the communication. And that was a theme with Brandon Staley, too, just the communication through the middle of this defense and all of these guys staying connected and playing as a team to create you know, those mismatches in the passing game scenarios and also to make sure they're all covering their area in the running game too. So that's something we're excited about. And another thing that he brought up I wanted to touch on quickly is just going up against a really, really talented offense. And he talked about going up against Justin Herbert and said, going up against Justin is only going to help us. Like Coach said, we're going to go against the best in practice. Going against Keenan, going against Justin Herbert, going against guys like that, Austin Eckler, it's only going to make us better. And I think that's something that can't be, you know, talked about enough is just creating these competitive practices, even when you're not in pads and all of those things. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. Having these guys going at it is going to be so important because he gets to go up against Keenan Allen. And so do all of the other guys on the team, right? The guys that aren't named Derwin James that are trying to make the team. You get to go showcase your skills against some of the best players in the league. And I do think it is really an iron sharpens iron type of situation. It is for sure. I mean, say what you want about the Chargers defense last year, but the Chargers offense was one of the best in the league. You have a lot of different weapons on the offensive side that's going to help you prepare against them on game days. I mean, a a big jump ball guy like Mike Williams, a really consistent, crafty route runner and Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, the just the Swiss Army knife and everything he is capable of doing, and just the incredible ability of Justin Herbert, his ability to create, his ability to run, his ability to throw on the run. I mean, it's got to be great practice going up against such a skilled offense. I don't know that there's that many teams out there in the NFL that can pose the same threat as the Chargers offense can pose. There's not, and they should be better, right? Even with the loss of Hunter Henry with the pieces they did bring in, especially with the offensive line and not really really losing much else as far as an offensive weapon standpoint, they should be better, especially since we know that the play calling and things like that and the coaching mentality limited that offense at times last year. And this offense, you know, if it lives up to the hype, is going to be testing this defense for all it's worth and really pushing the boundary and attacking those things, especially Justin Herbert. And Brian Staley talked about a specific example of Justin Herbert already, you know, giving him fits 
on defense. And we'll get into that and much more from the head coach, Brandon Staley, and a lot of interesting things he had to say coming up right after this. But first, I need to tell you guys that if you ever need any kind of auto part, you have to go to rockauto.com. And for me, this is a situation nobody wants to be in. So convenience is such an important role in this whole process. And for me, when I had a couple of things go wrong with different cars of mine, mine and my fiance's, I went to rockauto.com. I don't know a lot about cars, but when I went to the website, it was so easy for me to just type in the type of car I have and find the exact part that I needed. And of course, after that, I had to call my stepdad and make sure I'm getting a good price on it because he's a mechanic. And that's the thing with rockauto.com is whether you're a mechanic or a daily driver, you get the best price and they just have an inventory that any chain store could never keep up with. So stay home, find the part that you need, get the best price with rockauto.com. They have everything. I mean, whether you need tail lamps, motor oil, or even new carpet, you can find it there. And all you have to do is go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts they have available for your car or truck and write locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. All right, so I think we saved the best for last as far as talkers because Brandon Staley is just the best, man. I mean, he is just a guy that is so hard not to root for and kind of just fanboy over just because... In a podcaster's he, dream, man. Gotta love him. When you're actually getting content from a coach like that, it's obviously great. But just like as a dude, right, knowing what he went through with his family, you know, and cancer and just... Him wanting to teach these young guys and how much you can tell he cares about these players. He's impossible not to root for, especially because of the transparency as well. But how do you not root for a guy that says this? When I wake up, there's a lot of purpose to do what I'm doing. And I hope that that expresses itself to the players. That I'm trying to be as good as I can be for them. And I think that what I hope to bring is really setting an example every single day. And hopefully that's an example that people want to join up with. Like, are you kidding me, dude? Like, you're out of a <laughs> Disney movie. Like, it's it's crazy, you know, the way he kind of articulates these things. And I you're mean, running through I wanted wall. to join him. Yeah, like, I, I was like, yes, I'll join you right now when he said that. So, <laughs> it's just crazy that this dude continues to just step up to the mic. And whether it's, you know, really tough questions about societal topics, you know, like hiring minorities or any of those things. Like, he just always seems to have the right answer. And he did that again on Monday. And... One of the things he talked about first and foremost was just the turnout, David, because they had a lot more guys out there than a lot of the other teams around the league did. Yeah, and I think that had a lot to do with him sitting down and talking with the team leaders and kind of really partnering up with them on how they wanted to do this organized team activities. I think that was really important, and it definitely showed in in the attendance. Uh, I mean, according to Daniel Popper, only 14 of the 82 roster players were not present on Monday. I mean, you know, only guys that were missing like Joey Bosa, Austin Eckler, Matt Filer, Jerry Tillery. So, I mean, a couple of guys that you'd want to see there. But, I mean, they even said that they got 100% participation from those guys in the Zoom calls in the meetings. So, even though that they weren't there, they were still there and engaged with the team. And you got to love that. I mean, I just think that that um, communication with the team leaders has really manifested itself and showcased it with the amount of people that decided to show up at voluntary OTAs. Absolutely. And yeah, he said they've had a hundred percent, you know, attendance on every zoom meeting that they've had since they started him. That's a lot of buy-in from players, you know, and I think the infectiousness that we talked about really plays into that. And I think, you know, players want to show up to hear what this guy thinks about football, which is, I think is a huge trait for any coach to have. And, 
also just him appreciating their body and their health as well and him saying from a physical standpoint we are just very appreciative of our guys for being out there because everybody has their own different you know experiences and comes from different situations so I loved that and I also just think his thoughts about keeping this team healthy are very very interesting as well and will be very important to how this plays out with Brandon Staley because he said you have to put your money where your mouth is if you want to be a relationship organization and they talk to the players like you talked about and realize the players hate doing 11 on 11s with no pads on because it just puts them in a very vulnerable standpoint as far as safety goes and for me it's it's tough cuz you know you want to see these guys flying around full speed you don't know how much their bodies maybe need to be calloused to a certain extent before they get out there and start taking hits at 100% but what it does show is they're committed to try to change the way things have gone for the Chargers, which if you're any Chargers fan, you have to appreciate the fact that he's trying to keep this team as healthy as possible because he knows how important it is to have all of these guys out there, David. And I think it's very interesting. I think it'll be very interesting to see how that plays out health-wise. Yeah, I mean, one of the things I love that he said is that he wanted to, he wanted this to be a data-driven team. I mean, he said he's going to follow the info. He said they're going to use the GPS catapult data. They're going to learn when they should accelerate, where they when they should decelerate. They yep. said that they want to do this in a phased approach so that they can get these guys firing at the right time, and you just got to love that. I mean, it's not business as usual. It's, hey, we're going to use the information we can, and we're going to try to use that information to go out there and play and keep these guys as safe as possible so they can get them to Sundays and go out there and perform at their best. Exactly, and I love that approach because you have to think analytically, especially when you're talking about health, because the numbers on the screen can't, you know, make people not get injured and injuries are still going to happen, but at least that you're putting the thought and money, right. And just time into the process of knowing how you should be training these guys. And he always praises his sports performance and he's doing things a little bit differently. Like you talked about, you know, having two different fields and radioing back and forth between them and having so many guys getting field time at the same time. Right. And not just that, but, having as many different game-like scenarios that he could, even though it's all walkthroughs, right? He said there's no one-on-one competitive drills. There's no competitive 11-on-11s. It's all walkthroughs, but you're getting so many different guys at the same time on the two fields in competitive situations where they're able to learn game scenarios day one and just installing those things from the very beginning. It'll be very interesting to see how that process plays out, but... I really want to talk about what he had to say about a couple of guys, too, because him talking about players makes you think every player is probably the best player that there's ever been. I mean, at (laughs) least that's the way that I feel about it. But when he talked about Derwin James, I just really liked what he had to say about that, because obviously everybody's super excited to get him back on the field. But maybe no one more than Brandon Staley, because he talked about the fact that when he met Derwin James at his press conference, He said he liked their chances a lot better just having them there and having him out on the field increases their chances of winning by a whole bunch was his exact quote about it. So they know they have to keep him healthy and they know how important he will be to take this defense to another level. But he wasn't the only guy he talked about because another defender stood out, David, and I really liked what he had to say about Michael Davis. He definitely was hyping him up. 
He was, and he was calling him Vata, which is his nickname, yeah. which you, you got to love. I mean, just having that personable uh, approach. And you can tell that he really cares about his players, and he, he really cares about watching them progress and improve. And he said that you love Michael Davis and what he brings to the field, his size, his speed. And he says that he's still young, and he's hoping to partner with Michael Davis for many years to come. Yeah, and it's easy to get excited about someone who has his physical skill set, which is what we were excited about long before his actual play caught up to it, but it's exciting to think about what Brandon Staley will be able to do because he also talked about the fact that he's just starting, right? He sees someone who is just kind of entering his peak, right? And he also really praised his mental game, which I thought was, you know, really nice to see. He said, obviously, he can play press, he can play off, he can judge the ball in the deep part of the field, but they're really impressed by his mental capacity. This is a guy that can think the game, he can see the game, and a lot of it when you're playing corner in this league is that you're playing a chess game and you have to know that every guy is not the same guy. So Well, and I think I'm, he showcased that when he played against Tom Brady. I mean, I think you remember the Bucks game last year where uh, they completed a pass on Michael Davis, but Michael Davis identified to tell, and then when they tried to run that same play later on in the game, Michael Davis gets a pick six, and I think that's just a perfect example of how smart a player Michael Davis actually is. Did you say he got a pick six? <laughs> just messing with you i know what you meant uh, i'm keeping oh i was gonna keep it all and then david had to cuss well you just bleep it out yeah and you know what we are bleeping out this is staying in but michael davis obviously the guy who we all you know really root for and have really seen his progression which has been so impressive and another thing that staley brings to the table and one of the reasons that we were excited about him matching up with justin herbert was just the fact that we know Justin Herbert is a very intellectual dude, but the games last year that he struggled the most in, like against the Dolphins, against the Patriots, obviously when your offensive line is horrible, that's going to make the game hard enough on you. But Doesn't most help. other games, he was able to transcend it, right? He was able to overcome it and still have incredible performances. In those games, not so much. So Brandon Staley is a guy who does a lot of you know defensive scheming and disguising of coverages and all those things. And I thought what he had to say about Justin Herbert was pretty promising because what he said was what they want from Justin Herbert from a communication standpoint, making sure he communicates the grouping, the snap count, the play call, any alert or kill. And he said, I thought he was very impressive. There was one play in particular that he felt like he definitely demonstrates that he has the capacity that you guys are all aware of. From an identification standpoint, something that we do defensively that we think is hard to pick up, and he picked it up in practice one, so he's off and running. Those are the kind of stories I'm excited to hear going forward. Man, you got to love that. I mean, and for Justin Herbert, who has had a different offensive coordinator and a different offense pretty much every year that he's played at a high level. I mean, in, in college, he went through so many different systems. In in the NFL, his first year, and then his his coach gets fired, and how, now he has to adapt and learn a new system. I mean, I think he's showcased throughout his, his career that he is capable of doing that. But hearing little stories like that, that kind of just showcases that capacity, I mean, it just gets you even more excited for what Justin Herbert's going to do in year two. I just think that's going to be such a huge thing for him. And I mean, it's nice to know that he's already kind of deciphering some of the tricks that Brandon Staley has up his sleeve. But when that is the main thing he struggled with in 2020, to find a coach that's going to be able to challenge him in that way, because as much as I want to pinch Brandon Staley's cheeks, because he's absolutely adorable when he's at the microphone, he's a competitive dude. Like he is a guy that has that fire burning behind those eyes that he's going to want to beat Justin Herbert, right? He's going to want to find things that Justin Herbert won't be able to pick up so he can teach them those things. And I think that'll just be such an important process 
for Justin Herbert going into year two, trying to avoid a sophomore slump, is to have someone like this who's going to challenge him and put him in fire day after day and put him in you know compromising situations. So once the actual game comes, he's been through all of this, right? And that was another impressive thing was just Brandon Staley talking about installing all of these things, especially special teams-wise, so once they get to training camp, they can just get going, right? And I think once these seeds are planted, if they can keep developing and keeping everyone on the same field, it's going to give them a great head start to having a new head coach, having a new defensive and offensive coordinator. I think there was a lot of promising things that came out of day one of OTAs for the Chargers, and especially what we got to hear from Brandon Staley, Derwin James, and Keenan Allen. But that is going to do it for today's show. We will be getting into your guys' Twitter Tuesday questions tomorrow. We're sorry that we weren't able to get into them, but really loved some of the questions that you guys had. Who is the breakdown player going to be in 2021? So we'll have to talk about that tomorrow. We'll talk a little bit more about Julio Jones because he obviously had some public stuff going on, and we got a question about that on Twitter as well. So we'll push that back a day. We'll also be getting into some voicemails later on in the week. If you guys want to get in on that, the number is 323-524-7924, and we try to get every Chargers voicemail played on the show If you guys don't already, make sure you go follow the show wherever you get your podcast from. You can find the Locked On Chargers podcast there. That's the easiest day to stay with the everyday format. You can find us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, the new Odyssey app. We really are pushing the other ones that aren't Apple Podcasts because those aren't showing up for some people. So you can also find us on Odyssey. You can also find us on Spotify and Google Podcasts if you guys ever have any issues with that. We have a show out every day, so if you're not seeing one, Something's probably wrong with that. And you can also find our show links on social media. You can find mine at Dan Talk Sports on Twitter. You can find David on Twitter at DroTalkSD, as well as the show's page at LockedOnLAC on Twitter. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook as well. But if you ever have an issue finding the show, those are always the best places to do it. So tomorrow we will be getting into some Twitter questions from you. If there's any more coming out of training camp, if there's any more coming out of OTAs, we'll get into that as well. But hope you guys enjoyed the show. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Until then, take it easy and go Bolts.